Welcome to Hollowbone Podcast. I'm Bird. I'm Henry. Today we're going to be talking about both psychedelics and mechanical shortcuts, which are one and the same. So psychedelics can be a form of a mechanical shortcut. And what I mean when I say mechanical shortcut is really any type of seeking outside of yourself or, or a belief that something outside of you is going to deliver you, mm-hmm. is going to free you, is going to remove your suffering, is whatever, going to enlighten you, awaken you, whatever, whatever it is. And mechanical shortcuts can show up in all different forms. So Vipassana meditation being one which Henry is very familiar with, psychedelics, which both of us are very familiar with. And, I mean, really anything else, success, money, healing, love, all the things. Like, anything your mind can, can grasp towards or, or seek is potentially a, a form of a mechanical shortcut. And um, it's really just like a... Yeah, it kind of stems from a, a belief that there is an identity that is trying to get something. Like, a yeah. belief in me that there is a me who is trying to achieve something. And this is all very often, more often than not, an unconscious belief that is not that there's not an awareness of. Yeah. But as we get into this conversation, um, focusing probably in large part on psychedelics, and we'll get into other mechanical shortcuts as well, but, you know, kind of to preface this conversation is that the perspectives that Henry and I are approaching this from are actually, you know, quite different. Um, the same in, in many ways, because, you know, where the lived experience is at between Henry and I is, you know, somewhat similar at this point in terms of understanding. But, um, you know, just to speak on my personal history with psychedelics is, you know, I didn't, I didn't start exploring psychedelics until I was probably late twenties or yeah, probably late twenties, something like that. Um, so I wasn't the type that explored them or experimented with them when I was younger. And a lot of that was because of fear, (laughs) but I think there was also just like kind of a deep intuition that there was something, something deeper in those substances that I, I just, how to an intuition or just like a knowing a very deep knowing that like I I wasn't ready for that (laughs) for whatever they had to offer me so um and then in the last year year and a half I have gotten into facilitating psychedelic ceremonies um so guiding ceremonies in you know various capacities and you know a Part of that focus, at least up to this point, has been kind of on, you know, a little bit focused on healing, but as this negation process has unfolded for me, my relationship with psychedelics has shifted quite a lot, my personal relationship, and the way that I see my facilitation kind of playing out, moving forward, will also be different as a result of that, so that's just, that's you know, my, kind of my personal experience with psychedelics, I'll let Henry kind of share. Mine's way <laughs> different. I mean, I started very young, um, you know, like I can remember picking 
uh, mushrooms out of fields as a teenager in Texas, and and I I've done you know most most things under the sun you know um, and it's it's definitely interesting to kind of reflect back on that because I did so much so young. My life experience was pretty much like that of something that would probably be reflected more in like a young adult in my teenage years. Like I just went, uh, I went all in, you know, from the years of like 15 until about 18 or 19. And then I stopped doing pretty much everything and didn't even touch most things again until maybe every now and then, you know, like a couple of different things like every few years, but really not much of anything again until my thirties. Um, and I can definitely, you know, it's, there was, there was no interest in my formative years for anything that had to do with, I wasn't looking for, you know, deeper meaning or anything like that. It was just kind of like something to alter experience. Um, yeah, and so some of, some of those experiences were definitely um, profound, I guess, as much as they could be for somebody with that amount of life experience. But they really, um, because it was done in such excess and volume with, like, no regard for anything, that that quickly can find itself in, like, these weird um, underbellies. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that my system would just, like, enough you know and so it was like a cleaning process and then as it came back online in in older years um much different like a much different thing this was after you know years of apasna um and kind of like rekindling a relationship with something and so yeah it's kind of interesting like as we like dive into this dialogue I don't think that we're actually coming from that different a place. I think that there's just kind of like, um, there's maybe just a different way of like explaining and getting to the root yeah. of like our discussion. Yeah. And I think too, part of what... And the, your expression actually kind of deepens mine a little bit. Yeah. It's and I think part of what the difference is, is that I think just the way that I'm set up naturally is much more like somatic and embodied just as a human being so like that is much more of my perspective I think my my perspective focuses a little bit more on that aspect of things and like that avenue Mm -hmm. so I think yeah maybe it like adds some color and some depth to to Henry's experiences but um yeah so I mean I, I think a big part of how we wanted to start this conversation was just around the use of psychedelics as a potential mechanical shortcut, how psychedelics play into this, you know, like path of, or process of negation and, you know, like stepping into like a full true human being versus a human being that's stuck in a, like an identified or kind of like fractured mindset. And, um, yeah, maybe share this. So what sparked this for you is something that you could Oh read. yeah. So I came across somebody who basically I saw a comment on something in a group and this person was talking about how he struggled with severe depression for his whole life for many years. And he started doing ketamine therapy, which is, um, really popular right now. And he was like, you know, it is very powerful 
and I guess first and foremost, I'm not like my intention here isn't to negate or throw the baby out with the bath or anything. It's basically like it's I'm kind of going to be getting at something deeper here. Um, but it, it weaves a lot of different yeah. stuff in. So basically what he was saying is that, yes, it helped. And then he found himself a few weeks later, or maybe a few weeks, a few months, whatever the case may be. And he's like, but it's it always returns. And he was kind of pondering within himself, like, am I always going to be stuck with this depression? Mm-hmm. And he was actually looking for guidance in another way. And spirituality is another mechanical can be another mechanical shortcut and you can when you when you've seen this inside of yourself on a on a deep level you can see how the mind tries to basically co-opt and squirrel out of what i would call checkmate and so it's there the the wisdom in all of these different things, like even spirituality, meditation, psychedelics, all of these different things, it's there. The interesting thing about it, though, is that without this one key, you may they may still have like the potential for like these deep unfoldings in certain ways, but there's this very specific key that unlocks kind of the whole the whole thing and then once once that once you have that key everything can be be used in um in tandem yeah so it's essentially like so what is you mentioned the key what is the key the key is (laughs) it's a doozy Mm -hmm. i mean we've talked about it a lot but it's a it's a recognition that the character that you believe yourself to be, the identity structure, is can be seen for what it is, which is just a thought. And it's a big thought in your mind. It's something that you've carried and you've built along. And it's so indoctrinated and ingrained at this point that to even... That sounds wild in in nature, and I don't I don't think that you probably you won't maybe hear this and take my word for it, and it wouldn't do you any good if you did because this is something that it's not even in just seeing it in a moment that the that the the thing comes unraveled. It's like a it's a system, it's a process that you that you go through, and you hold up different pieces to the light and question everything. But without that key, essentially, it's it's just the mind co-opting experiences to create further and further out gambles of itself. It's like a perpetuating machine of illusion. Yeah, yeah. So I think as we talk about this, like there's a couple, there's different ways that psychedelics, you know, and talking about like mechanical shortcuts, the mechanical shortcut of psychedelics can be used um so they can be used and this is the way that most people use them and this is a beautiful way to use them is or right now at least with the you know there's a big thing around like psychedelics and healing one way to use psychedelics is to use psychedelics to make your dream more beautiful and that is a very noble 
thing to do. Yeah. And there's there's a lot to that, and and it help it does help a lot of people. I've seen it help a lot of people. And there's also a way that psychedelics can be used more as a pointer in a process of truth realization and negation. And that one is, you know, I, I think that's probably where we'll focus more a little of the conversation today, but, um, you know, I, the way that so many people are talking about psychedelics now is really just the focus on healing and making life better and easing suffering, which like is very valid. And I've seen, I've seen that happen. You know, I've seen that happen in so many different ways in working with people and just in spending time around people. So I, I lived at an ayahuasca center full time for six months um, within the last few years. And that, so I had a lot of exposure to different people, like different types of people with different types of intentions coming in and out. And I think that gave me a really, a really cool perspective on the way that psychedelics can be used from an identified perspective and it's a very beautiful way that they are used yeah but then you know in my own process of a negation and you know having truth being at the foundation of my impulse you know whatever this like natural impulse is in me that like pulls towards truth is that um my relationship with psychedelics took on a very different flavor than mm. what I had witnessed in a space that is more focused on healing and right. that is more focused on making a dream more beautiful or so. And I, and I think there's a lot of like nuances there. And I think, um, it, it sounds like the comment that you read was maybe somebody asking about, using it more of in like a negation process or like a quote-unquote spiritual process and maybe not even realizing that that's what was being asked see this is the tricky part and i think that this is where like the the waters can get muddy and so it's like and i think this is probably a point that it's like i'm i'm probably gonna beat a dead horse here in these episodes (laughs) but it's and this is why it's such like an interesting you like I find myself trying to to do my best to to basically like not negate part of a huge part of what life is you know like consciousness is expressing itself in a way that our dream characters ident- identified with their story like that's the that's the that's the majority yeah. yeah. But the the interesting thing about to answer your question is that um, it, all all pursuits basically end in the same fashion when you're identified. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter which modality you find yourself in; they can release pressure. So, like, as long as there is a strong identification or belief in I am such and such thing on this journey to whatever, as long as there is that strong identification and that's where you live your life from, these modalities will always can't, they literally, like, fundamentally can't be anything more 
than just another peak and valley. Yeah. Because they're they're set up to fail essentially. Yeah. And I think like you know what I found just in living in in the space where I was um where I was immersed in a facility that did ayahuasca ceremonies and there were participants coming in and out and you know at that point I had really like that's when I like had just started um a process of negation and for me psychedelics kind of gave me like a glimpse into it was like kind of my first peering into oh these all these people are dreaming like look Mm. at their dreams and it happened when I was sitting in a ceremony was that also internalized like oh I'm dreaming too yeah, so it was um, being in a ceremony and um, looking around and looking at the facilitators and having it come up of, like, look at the roles that they're playing. Look at the characters that they're playing, the facilitator characters. Yeah. Look at, look at each one of these people sitting in their very own dream, in their very own world, fighting, with, fighting their very own made-up battles. All right. And that's not to negate any of that because psychedelic experiences can be really challenging and can be extremely confrontational. And, you know, something that I found that I find so interesting is, like, psychedelics really can, like, they are a beautiful glimpse into what potentially lies beyond the veil of illusion of self and mind because it's very often what I've found is that in psychedelic experiences people are able to peer through those veils and it's not you know like there's psychedelics are such an interesting thing to talk about this stuff because I feel like so much of the psychedelic conversation that I've heard like kind of focuses around, Oh, these are the visions that I saw and these are the messages that I got. And these are, this is this, and this is this. And so much of it is focused around like meaning making Mm -hmm. of an experience, which I think is great, but that's a very, a very identified perspective of like, let me make meaning of this vision that I saw. Let me make meaning of this experience that I had. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, that's, you know, I think a vast majority of the way that psychedelics are used, but there's almost like a, like a hidden layer underneath that, um, for those that maybe are set up a certain way or have eyes for it. I I don't really know what dictates that. It's just, you know, something, there's something in me, there's something in Henry that just for whatever reason, we're set up in just a certain way that we needed which is like had no choice but to like we got the clone nuts gene is what happened (laughs) like you got that like the madman disease yeah but so they're in psychedelics i think without people even realizing it there's like appearing through the veil which is you know people talk about having these transcendent experiences like i transcended my ego i had an ego death i transcended myself i saw everything for what it was. I saw nature and it was, all of it was alive. It was breathing. And like having these moments where there's a seeing without, there's a seeing through the lens and the veil of self. And then once, you know, there's, there's parts of the psychedelic experience too, where, you know, there's patterns and 
visions and all these things like that too. And that's great. But I think from where I sit now and having facilitated, like to me, that's not really like the meat and potatoes of what a psychedelic experience can potentially be a pointer for. And, you know, it's only like after we tend to have psychedelic experiences where we're able to peer through something that like the mind starts to come back online. If you have an ego dissolution, the ego reforms, the self reforms. And then suddenly there's a, how can I make meaning of this? Yeah. But the, but the experience of it was just like seeing in some cases, like seeing what is and just like, I've seen people leave ceremonies just like in tears because there's no words for like, holy shit, like everything is so perfect. Yeah. And I never saw it. And then the mind tries to grasp it. Like, well, how can I get that experience back? How can I do that again? And there's something really interesting where it seems that, you know, the when the mind comes back online and is trying to make meaning of something, the only way that it can do that is to, like, create another story. Create another story of, like, how can I get that again? Or, like, what can I now add to my identity to more fully embody that place that I touched. So it's just like adding these new layers, maybe more beautiful spiritual layers to an identity. But what I think people tend to miss is like what the reason that those experiences can be so beautiful and so transcendent is because in those moments we see through the self, we see through the ego, we see through the mind. And so the, you know, really what, at least from a perspective of truth and from like truth realizing and like a process of negation and, you know, like disidentifying with mind, ego, you know, personality, whatever you want to call it, is that it's a pointer. You know, it's a pointer to actually deconstructing the identity versus what the mind gets trapped in or what the mechanical shortcut is is like oh I touched this place and then thinking that either like going back to that shortcut to then keep touching that place or the harder path and the more courageous or just the thing that we tend to steer clear of is deconstructing the identity altogether outside of that space so like you're there's you know improve Uh, Maybe I'll be proved wrong at some point, but I am highly doubtful that anybody could ever get out of a psychedelic ceremony and suddenly be awake and forever be awake. Mm. I'm that I'm very skeptical that that is a possibility. Um, I'm kind of uh, I have a weird one even too with just um, yes, a spontaneous awakening can occur, but that's not going to be complete because there's still emotional baggage that you're going to have to dig through yeah. and the the identity though fully false and an illusion like is a house of mirrors you know what I mean and you don't just pull one of the mirrors out and then and then it's done it's like a continual yeah. it's like a brutal analysis of every concept that you've got in your mind and I think that sometimes and it's very, it's, it's like sweet and endearing, but like you'll hear somebody come out of a profound uh, psychedelic experience and they're like, I went in a devout atheist and I came out 
knowing that God exists and not even realizing how slippery that moment is. God, just another concept. And that's where it's like, yeah. when you realize what you're actually, the type of animal that you're dealing with, the notion is so blatantly like and innocently arrogant that it's you just realize that it's like people are going to keep doing whatever yeah. they're set up to do as long as they're set up to do yeah. it. Yeah, and then, you know, in talking about that, so what you just mentioned, so something that came up for me as you were speaking is psychedelics, you know, I've seen how and personally experience how psychedelics can really like ease suffering like from from a pressure release yeah from yeah. an identified perspective is it, it they are really wonderful at helping people the way that i like to see it is it, they really it's like a forcing function for people to be with what is mm. in a lot of ways for like a very condensed period of time so that's why you know you hear people <clears> that it has helped them more than 10 years of therapy or more you know I, i've had specific had people go through ceremonies that are like, this was like a thousand hours of yoga and therapy just like condensed into a five hour period because it's like the, when we live in a certain place, we do everything we can to avoid what is. Yeah. And what is, is very often, you know, what's hiding underneath our, um, our coping mechanisms is fear very often and it's like a forcing function and a a very strong mirror that you know kind of moves the mind out of the way moves our conditioning out of the way it breaks us out of like our loop of conditioning it's like a pattern interrupter like sweeps all these things out of the way and forces us to be with what is and in that forcing us to be with what is there can be these huge like energetic releases emotional releases even though or fear yeah fear huge huge moments of like confrontation with fear and you know that is really helpful for people you know it genuinely like helps people live better lives but like one of the things is like psychedelics can help us like drop stories like all of those things are just a story that's not to negate that they can be very painful stories very difficult stories but you know a belief in or just like a story that we have around like lack of self-worth or a trauma like it's all a story that we've created because none of it exists here right it's all just like baggage that we're carrying with us and what lies underneath at the root of that is very often like a very deep fear of something and it can help us dig down and be with whatever we've been avoiding through coping mechanisms. So in that way it can be really, really wonderful. But then like the mind, the way that the mind is set up is it's always trying to pick up new ways to identify. So it's dropping an old story, an old way of identifying. And then immediately after the ceremony, or after the experience going and like reorganizing this experience or organizing this experience into a new identity structure. Yeah. Which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. Let's give some examples of this though. Cause I've seen this, this happens like in Vipassana, it does not matter like yeah. what the mode, any, any sort of very powerful modality mm-hmm. you'll see it happen. And then it's <laughs> so sneaky. 
because a lot of times it'll show up as like an altruistic thing. So you'll see people come out of an experience, like a deep, like profound, whether it's just like, I, I was gone for long enough to see whatever, whatever you may, and these experiences run the gamut. Like I've had experiences where it's like my body disappeared and I became nothing but like waves. And it was just like so powerful that I'm like crying by the end of it. But what this will look like a lot of times is you'll hear somebody come out and they'll say, I had this gorgeous experience where I disappeared or whatever. Like I released like my childhood trauma and I realized that I'm supposed to da 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 da. And that's how sneaky it is. It'll say, I realized that I'm basically supposed to start an eco village in Costa Rica and save baby whales in the Antarctica. You know what I mean? It's like it can show up as like altruism or like some very sweet notion. But that's how sneaky. And and this is kind of like just to really maybe try to relay the weight of or the depth of what we're working with and like the type of animal that this mind is. It's like a wild brilliant horse that knows you better than yourself and it knows just how to get you and create you like create another thing another loop of what will eventually become suffering all heavens become hells you know what i mean like these are just perpetual loops of suffering yeah yeah and you know i've i've seen that too and it's like it's so easy And I kind of even found myself getting caught in this when I was first, like, immersed in this space of, like, feeling myself, like, pulled down this path of healing, you know, like, healing people, healing myself. Mm -hmm. And that that is, you know, like, I just really want to be very clear about this. Like, that's very noble and very beautiful. And, like, if that's what you feel called for, like, that's wonderful. Sure. But there was something in me that realized that... I could walk that path forever. Sure. Perpetually. Like without, you know, there there will always be something that my identity could latch onto as something that needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Ooh, excuse me. Or made better or healed. And it probably falls really in line with just like a like a, a really something very um tender about like a feminine nature too. I think that yeah. But it's not just, I mean... Yeah, like, it's like this subtle thing of, like, nurturing. Yeah. Like, there's there will always be something in an identity to nurture, to fix, to support, to whatever, whatever, whatever. So that is some, that's something that I really started to notice is that, you know, the space that I was in, and I, like, I love these people so dearly, and it's so easy to... I think it could be really easy, and I, I could... You know, I saw, like, this future in myself of, like, oh, I could be trying to help people heal forever. And there's something in me that, like, that's that's just not what I feel called to do in this space because, like, that's not what my path is. I think there, if you're looking to use psychedelics to heal, like, there's so many spaces that offer that. There's so many spaces that do that. Like, that's the majority of what places do. But I think there's, like, a deeper opportunity for people who feel drawn to truth, there's an opportunity for psychedelics to be used as a pointer. Mm, I and agree. at some point, 
those psychedelics, like every other external thing, like every teacher, like every concept will have to be put down mm-hmm. and killed. Yeah. And like have, you'll have to go back to yourself. So like really these mechanical shortcuts is like a belief that anything outside of you is going to be the thing to deliver you. Yeah. When like really what this process of negation is, is like uprooting everything you're not picking up new concepts along the way, which is what a mind wants to do. It wants right. to pick up new concepts concepts and form a new identity. It's an uprooting of the concepts and the identity. And, yeah, I think psychedelics, like anything, you know, meditation can be a beautiful, you know, pointer in that yeah. way. You know, any traditions, Zen Buddhism, Taoism like Christianity, like everything can be a pointer if, if looked at from the right perspective. And if there is a genuine like impulse towards truth, I think, you know, like there's so many, and it is really rare. And that, that's kind of like what I think you come to realize because it's like, we can tell ourselves all day that like we want truth but I think, it, to me, it just appears to be such a, a rarity because, I, I don't know, it comes back again to, like, why, like, are you, do you, do you, have you even asked the question why you're doing whatever it is that you're doing? Yeah. And I know I've stumbled into so many things without ever even being like, why am I doing this? Um, and, and... And then realizing, like, oh, like, I picked up a concept somewhere that, like, this is what somebody does, you know what I mean? And realizing that I'm like, holy shit, like, there wasn't even any real solid intention put into this thing. And I think truth is a real sneaky one because it's almost like something that you're set up for and you kind of fumble fuck your way into. (laughs) And And then, like, the real question comes when you realize that it's like somewhere deep inside of yourself you're not you don't want the experiences anymore like you don't want um the next best uh experience or like some notion of like propping up a character like there's there's no longer that thing and what's like this living breathing thing inside of you is just like let me out of the fucking box yeah like I want to go I want to know yeah you know like it it all costs and you know I think something for me and I think this is just the way that I was set up but I found that like every psychedelic experience that I've done through this process there was just something natural in me that like said a prayer before everyone that was like kill me like if I'm supposed to die right now okay yeah Okay, so it's like going into something with a full willingness to be ripped limb from limb, to be stripped of yourself, like a full willingness. And, you know, in that sense, I think psychedelics, so that's something I said to Henry recently was like, oh man, this negation process has felt like a two year long psychedelic experience in so many ways. Like if you've ever been through like a hard ass psychedelic experience where you've just been like so pushed beyond your limits I feel like that's kind of like (laughs) what this uprooting process has felt like in so many ways. And 
I think psychedelics for me, and I think you've had the same experience, is like they, they're such a beautiful teacher for surrender. Hmm. Like it's, it's like a confrontation with very difficult things. And, you know, I've seen in people face really difficult stuff in ceremonies and then like back away and just like be too afraid. But then if surrender and trust, yeah, if you're able to like lean in and if in, in that way, it's such a beautiful teacher. I think like my experience is doing, having hard ceremonies over and over and over. It's just like this like in learning to embody surrender and trust, like, Oh, I know what surrender feels like. I know what trust feels like. Lean in, lean in, like dive yeah. off, dive off, dive off. And just doing that surrender over and, and trust, over and like over at and this over. Point is like, that's the name of the game. Yeah. Like so, it's surrender and yeah. trust. So in that way, psychedelics can be like a beautiful teacher yeah. and a beautiful pointer, but, but let's define trust here too. <laughs> Cause that's a real tricky <laughs> conniving concept if what you're trusting is the next beautiful thought if you're trusting the next beautiful thought even if it feels so good like if it's like hitting all your buzzers inside and it's being like ah, <laughs> that's not the trust the trust is like um it's like an intuitive letting go yeah it's like 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 the surrender and the trust are like literally directly like a like a fundamental okayness regardless of like how pain like like okay bring wretched pain bring whatever like bring a horrible experience like kill me like in like but underneath that knowing that there's like an essential okayness like always okayness like regardless of what you're confronted with yeah. It's like to me, like when I think of surrender and trust, like that's what comes to mind. And I think that's what, you know, at, at a certain point I got to like naturally going into psychedelic experiences in that way, like rip me limb from limb, like yeah. full willingness to be con- fully confronted. Yeah. Um, and then this is like an embodied thing. So it's like there's surrender and trust in these, in these deep moments, but then the, the, the surrender and trust literally becomes it's it's your life it's like life basically is surrender and trust surrender and trust yeah. to like deep, deeper and deeper like perpetually yeah. regardless of anything that's showing up externally it's like that's where you like live and breathe from yeah yeah, yeah. and i think to something like a slippery trap with psychedelics and with any of this stuff like we when we think of pedestalizing anything, you know, people, spiritual people attached to pedestalizing a spiritual teacher, guru, we pedestalize partners, we pedestalize meditation or, you know, whatever it is, we pedestalize psychedelics, um, a pedestalization that there's something outside of you that has something to offer you that, that is not here, that is not inside of you. Set up to fail. Yeah, and, like, that's setting you up to fail. So if you can... And really, like, this is something that I tell people that, you know, are interested in working with medicine and, like, this type of capacity is that all this is doing, all any psychedelic, any facilitator, any teacher, like, the only thing that they can offer you is a finger pointing you back to yourself. Like, that's all psychedelics 
are. Like, so anything that they can offer you is already there. Anything that any person can offer you is already there. And it's just like this constant, like pointing back in, back in you, 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 you. And when I say you, I don't mean like your identified identity. It's like something beyond deeper, like something more fundamental than that. It's like pointing back to that constantly, 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 constantly. Yeah. And in that way, like there's such a deep opportunity with psychedelics to be like a very deep part of a process. I know like there have been times where I've, yeah, you know, I've processed like very human emotions and let go of something, but there was something in me that maybe had an understanding, like don't pick up new concepts, like don't make meaning of this. Like I'm very somatic and something that I've personally experienced very frequently with psychedelics and outside of psychedelics is just like physical energetic releases but there was always something in me that just understood like you don't need to know what it is you're letting go of you don't need to know or intellectualize or like make meaning out of what this was because I would often have people ask me when I lived at the ayahuasca center of like oh what was that like what was that that you let go of I'm like it doesn't matter like I don't need to know it can only be another concept it can only be another concept it can only be another story and for me it was just like good riddance there goes you know as it was happening it's like there goes another belief right like I don't need to know what it is there it goes see you later (laughs) so I guess like what the again this is like pointing back to which pretty much like most of what we talk about is kind of pointing (laughs) back to is that There's nothing outside of yourself that's coming to save you. I don't care what it is or who it is or how holy they might seem to you. Like this is this is something that you're going to stand in the face of on your own, by yourself, for yourself to identify or to um to challenge and like uproot every single thing. And so again, it doesn't matter what modality you find yourself from if it if there is that key in place then it's just as beautiful as the next one you know what I mean and and however you're set up like whatever may be because we're all set up differently you know like certain people like they don't they don't the the notion of even like taking a psychedelic is like counterintuitive yeah and so they might find might find their way into something else but it's like the thing, the modality is not what you think it is. Yeah. The modality is is just it's just a tool. It's yeah, like, it's a, like tool a tool in your or toolbox. a vehicle that a vehicle. then like it's like a vehicle. Like you, it takes you from somewhere to somewhere, and then you get out. Yeah, you don't keep dragging it around. You just like leave it behind. So right. I mean, it's like anything else. It's like you know, psychedelics, meditation. <laughs> it can be like a physically embodied human. Like, and I think these things can be really wonderful at like holding a container for something deeper to unfold and holding a container that creates then an opportunity but that opportunity is something that you have to step into that you have to inquire into and like yourself yeah and maybe like a facility the psychedelic facilitator or a psychedelic or a medit or meditation or a teacher or whatever like a whatever you want to call it they can hold a space and like maybe create something that feels safe enough that you can then like explore something on your own but like every other part of this process at some point it has to be put down and you have to learn to stand alone fully 
here. But this is the tricky bitch about this. And then I'm really grateful that I just had, I came across something that kind of of like pissed in the face of all of like my, you know, little beliefs because there's nine times out of 10 or 99.9 times out of a hundred, there's not a function in the teacher typically or the psychedelic or something that when you start uh, projecting onto what it is, there's not some loud buzzer that says, hey, don't do that. Yeah. And this is like such a key component because you can basically live an entire life based on your projections of something instead of realizing like, holy shit, what this is actually pointing to is go beyond all projections, all beliefs, stand in the face of emptiness and be like, what is here? What am I? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that's, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen that in psychedelics of like, this, oh, I got this message from ayahuasca and I just like, oh. Even like the way people talk about ayahuasca, her and she and the yada yada. And I'm not. Yeah, I've perceived, like, a, a feminine energy. I get it. I understand, like, what you're talking about. But even that, projection, mm-hmm. you know? It's all projection, and it's all really sneaky. <laughs> and, you know, what tends to happen, like, the mind is just... I guess, like, anything else, like, with psychedelics, is to be so discerning that you question everything. Every yeah. message that you think you get from a psychedelic is more than likely your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Almost 100% of the time. Doesn't matter how, like, beautiful it feels. Yeah. So, in that way, it's like, it's a pointer. It's a mirror. It's like reflecting, 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 yeah. reflecting. So, like, any time... And it's easy to, like, create a new elaborate story of, like, oh, I had this vision of, like, aliens or machine elves or whatever it is or, like you know, whatever, like, entities, and I'm not saying, like, I don't know if those things exist, I don't fucking know, like, that's none of my business at this point, honestly, but it's so easy for the mind to then create a new, very elaborate story about reality, yeah, but even that, like, what, what's here now, when you say none of my business, like, that's such... That, when, none of my business, like, is such a profound thing. Like, when you really begin to see, like, what you're talking about. And the mind can go so many different ways. I mean, the mind can create elaborate hoaxes of just, like, all of these different things. But when you really come to see that, and this, again, comes back to life being the greatest teacher that you'll ever have. What is your business is right here. Mm-hmm. right now and and n- nothing outside of like what's going on right in front of you is actually your business yeah it's your business is surrender and trust here in every moment in a psychedelic ceremony surrender and trust yeah. in that moment and then afterwards surrender and trust here but that surrender and trust does not include picking up some pieces of like ooh, this vision was nice ooh, i like this thing ooh, i'm gonna pick this up and then create this beautiful new elaborate story 
And, you know, like, if that's the way you're set up, like, that's great. But, like, yeah. when it comes to this process that Henry and I are talking about, like, the context of what all of our videos are about, psychedelics can be a huge hindrance like anything else if they're not approached from the right perspective. It, or not a huge hindrance, but it can be a trap like anything else. And, yeah. you know, from where I'm sitting now... A honey trap. Something like that. (laughs) But, you know, from where I'm sitting now, I look at spirituality, like people that are like really gung-ho about psychedelics, all of that stuff looks the same. And this is probably not going to be a popular opinion. It might rub some people (laughs) the wrong way and that's okay. But it looks the same as a deep obsession with politics, Mm -hmm. for instance, or anything that a human being can attach to, any belief structure. It's all a different flavor of the same thing, and maybe spiritual ones and ones that are related to healing, they feel more refined, they feel a little softer. Yeah. And in the relative sense, maybe they're more agreeable. Yeah. Like, it might be more agreeable somebody that's like, all you need is love versus like, let's kill Donald Trump. That's yeah. on the relative world. I get it. Like yeah. that's probably more agreeable, yeah. you know, but it's still, all of it is part of an identified yeah. mindset, a, a belief that there is a me on a path trying to get something to make me better, to make me better, to make life better, to yeah. make something better. It's all the same. Yeah. It's just different flavors. So, yeah, in that way, like, so psychedelics, like everything else, it's just an approach approach with caution. Yeah. <laughs> approach with discernment, with, like, deep discernment. And... Or if you really want to get, like... And I think that nine times out of ten, like, the, this is probably the case. Like, if you really want to, like, a good... If you want to shake the dust, you know what I mean, and you like your your life's gotten stale, or um, you're just kind of like you feel like you're like in a rut, or you got like some old like behavioral patterns that like you're kind of like I just want just like old <laughs> shit, you know, like suffering trauma. Yeah, it like doesn't have to like nothing around. about like what we're talking about needs to be this. Yeah, and if you want to like shake the dust and like do some shit, different shit, like. Go do it. Yeah. If you but want I, a pattern interrupt. Yeah. In fact, in psychedelics that Psychedelics are a great pattern interrupt. In so. that way, probably one of the best. Like mm-hmm. if you're, like if you, like you could go and, you know, like do a lot of different things, uh, like breath work and like different stuff to like reach peaks and altered states. But why, why put around the fucking rough? Like, well, just, just go do like take, dive in, take a heroic dose of something and shake the fucking shake the, the snow globe up. You know what I mean? Like if, if that's really what you, what you're after psychedelics all the way, Yeah. you know, yeah. or like a, a, a good 10 day Vipassana session. Like if you're not set up for, um, psychedelics and you want to like, kind of like shake the dust, these are beautiful, beautiful yeah. ways to do yeah. it. It is. It really is. And honestly, like, the kind of stuff that I've confronted in psychedelics, like, psychedelics in a way were almost just like a little primer for my negation process because mm-hmm. it was like forcing to sit with beliefs that were very uncomfortable and maybe like letting certain things go and releasing certain energies. 
And I had, like, it helped me to get comfortable with that. So then when it came time for, like, a negation to actually start outside of that space, it's like, oh, okay, I know this. I yeah. know this. And I wasn't afraid of it. It's still it was fucking brutal in a lot of ways. But yeah. it is, that you know, in a lot of ways, like, psychedelics are a good... It's like training wheels almost yeah. for a process. But thinking that, you know, you're going to be able to... Um, I don't know, do a, an Iron Man with training wheels on your bike. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of silly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, in all of, like, the relative ways, I feel like psychedelics are great, you know? I yeah. guess, like, the, the point of what we're kind of been talking about is both. And yeah. it's like, if, if you got, like, some fear around some stuff or you're curious, I would say... Go yeah, jump. Absolutely. Go jump off the go, I, I go would, for it. Yeah, if there's even a genuine like if there's a genuine interest, like I wholeheartedly like explore yeah. go do it. it. Like, like this is your life. Why not? Amazing. Why not yeah. like uncover a bunch all the stones and be yeah. like, what's what's under here? Yeah. You know? It doesn't so have amazing. to always like this is how this played out. You know what I mean? But it doesn't need to be all that. Like life can just be like a really interesting way yeah. to get lost yeah and explore, it totally is you know yeah and that way like psychedelics are an awesome exploration and yeah and i like hope maybe some of this stuff sounded a little like harsh but you know that's just from a certain perspective like psychedelics are wonderful and like they i've seen them like help a lot of people in a relative yeah. sense and like live a much more beautiful life and that's wonderful and you know that shouldn't like dissuade anybody from exploring that no but it's it's just one of those things that like if if truth is what you're after there's nothing yeah there's there's nothing outside of you that's going to deliver that to you like you have to <laughs> you, you, you can't you're never you're not going to skip over the hard shit yeah you know so I think that's all that I have. Do you have anything else to add? I think I'm good. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Later. Thanks. <laughs>